Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Hey, thank you, baby, for the introduction. All right, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Tire Talk, Real Talk. Body of Christ, Real Talk. Ah, and I get my words out. Must be too late. <laughs> Body of Christ, Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee. Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And for my night listeners, hello, welcome to the show. I have a quick topic. Now, this topic that I'm going to get into now is kind of a piggyback on a topic I just got through talking about. It was a controversial speaker, Andy Stanley, the son of Charles Stanley. I just done a little, uh, not an expose, but a little, uh, uh, a little topic on the debate he had with the guy. I did, his name was Jeff Burton. Burton. Both of us apologetics. I got to look into more what apologetics is for, what they use for. But all these names is just 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 confusing. But he, the purpose of that debate, and and uh, the purpose of me. Given my input on that debate because I was just curious. What is so bad about what Andy Stanley is preaching? Now, therefore, remember, I am a, 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 a advocate, used to be more later than now. I mean, uh, in the past and now, I'm a follower of Charles Stanley, Andy Stanley's dad. You know, Charles Stanley is well known. He's from the, uh, the denomination of Baptist background, maybe started off with the Southern Baptist background, outstanding teacher. He's one of my uh, past pastors and teachers that inspired me to learn how to, the Word of God, but how to study the Word of God and really understanding the Holy Spirit and things like that. I was inspired very well by Charles Stanley, and I, and I gave you a little, you know, little touch-up of what was going on while I got to this subject. Well, anyway, uh, I wasn't going to do a second part on this, and this is still not a second part, but go back to that podcast, and you'll see why I went with that with Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley has been accused of throwing the Old Testament out of the Bible. You know, at least that's what a lot of posts are saying, everything like that. If you look up YouTube and Andy Stanley's teaching, he would get a lot of false teachers and everything like that. Now, what the fullness and state faith statement of Andy Stanley's teaching, I don't know too much about. But not when it comes to the Old and New Testament, that's the only part I looked at his stand on the Old Testament. Not so much the somewhat New Testament, but the Old Testament. I gave a breakdown what they're getting confused about. Okay, so if you want to hear that, uh, that, uh, that topic, go back. I recommend go back and just listen to that before you even uh, get through listening to this one. But anyway, I don't feel I don't feel right by leaving it like that. But what I want you to understand, and I'm gonna keep this about what I just say ten more minutes. What I want you to understand, when I got through with that show. I didn't end it right, and I'm going to end it right here because 
Yes, there are differences was between Old and New Testament, the way they looked at it. Now, I'm not going by the way I looked at it, but the way they look at the Old and New Testament. Remember, I talked, remember, I talked about that. Uh, most, I believe most, I say this sincerely, most churchgoers, believers in, a, in, in denominations and the Catholic Church, you know, <clears throat> I put emphasis on church goers, believers, and Catholic Church believes that the Bible is Old Testament, New Testament. That's the way they look at it. They probably know better now, but that's still the way they look at it. It's hard because that's been traditionally taught to us. They believe the Old Testament is Genesis through Malachi. Reason being because most of us was taught that way. Genesis to Malachi, a lot of a lot of people in churches and denominations believe that, and they believe the New Testament is Matthew all the way to maybe even to Revelation or before Revelation. They believe they break the Old Testament and, and the New Testament. They believe the Old Testament was the law for Israel, and they believe the New Testament is the church or the new Israel, replacement Israel. You know, a lot of churches look at uh, the Bible that way. Okay, and I explain why that's an issue and everything, why they have a lot of issues. And then I explained, and I, and I was talking about Andy. Well, first of all, please look, look up Andy Stanley's teaching. They probably bring up the debate, so I would, I would like for you all to see that debate, the ones that's interested in saying that, because I like to give people a chance, and that's what I've done with Andy Stanley. Okay, I wanted to hear his side because they were saying he didn't believe in Genesis and blah, blah. You know, people throw all kind of stuff out there when they don't get it, when they something different. You know, now something that's different is wrong. Yes. But I said, okay, I want to hear what Andy Stanley is, uh, what he teaches on about the Old Testament. And when I heard his side, I said, oh, I see what the issue is now. He just don't believe that the law in the Old Testament, we should not be spending a lot of time teaching people about the Old Testament. That's the ending. Now, I didn't explain it in the last show. But him and, uh, I forgot his name, Jeff Burton, the two guys was, was speaking their emphasis also was focused on approach. And that's what Andy kept talking about. We have two different type of approaches. Now, Joe, what do you mean by approach? Andy believes and you need to come another way the way you witness to people in this new generation, not the way you used to do it in the past. He believe some believe Andy is saying you need to, they won't say it, but water it down and try to come to their level. Now, is Andy saying that? I don't know what's in Andy's heart. But what I got out what Andy was trying to say, you need to come to the point that you don't have, according to him, you don't have to keep going all the way back in the Old Testament and trying to break down everything in the Old Testament when you're trying to talk to somebody about Christ or whatever like that, which makes a lot of sense. I even talks about that sometimes. So that's what Andy was saying. Files that Jeff Burton believed you need to just explain. You need to, you know, he was using so many big words. I mean, he just sounded like a politician to me, which got on my nerve. And I don't like nobody when they just, when they, they can't make nothing simple. They got to use scriptures out of context. Well, that's what I got out of Jeff. You know, and I'm not putting him down. He's an apologetic. He got his own show. Probably got big followers too in the church. But using words and Hebrew and blah, blah, and this and the law, most of his defense was 
the law. Mostly Andy's defense or even his offense was so no so much the body of Christ with teachings of Paul, which he, he got a lot of that from, but he he put the teachings of Paul and the body of Christ in the New Testament all together. So in fairness of him, he just looked at the New Testament as being Paul, Paul's teaching and grace teaching and everything like that. So and love and stuff like that. In other words, Andy looked at it in a way I don't believe and we should be teaching people about the Old Testament because that's not for us anymore. Andy is correct on that. He is correct on that. But what people are saying he does is he don't, he's teaching people not to read the Old Testament or don't listen or follow the things in the Old Testament. That's what this Jeff guy was saying. But what do you mean by follow? You got to put emphasis on what people, you got to watch what people say. What do you mean follow? Obey? Now, if you say follow the law, now, if we take principles, yes. But when it comes to the law and commandment and the covenant, we do not follow the covenant and the laws because we're not under the law. Now, Andy probably didn't explain that well enough because that's a Pauline teaching. See what I'm saying? As you get those type of explanations in the teachings of Paul, especially in Romans and all that, he breaks that down. None of those guys hit that. None of those guys explained that. But if it was, if you want to pick who did I pick in this debate, I will, I will go more towards Andy or when it came to the law and that even though he looked at it as law, none of them mentioned grace. Not only mentions Paul's teachings and grace, but Andy was more closer of rightly dividing dispensation. He used a dispensational way of separating the law from grace, even though he did not say that, but he understood. Almost like Martin Luther, but Martin Luther was messed up. Martin Luther was teaching all kind of junk, but he got it when he went to the Catholic Church and said we were saved by grace because the Catholic Church was trying to keep everybody back then under the law. So when Martin Luther came with that, he got a big uh, resistance against him because he didn't teach it the way the Catholic Church was teaching. So the reason I said I went more towards Andy's way because I can understand when you start messing with the law and just saying we don't have to follow the law anymore, you're going to have some issues with a lot of ministers. They know we don't follow the law, because, but they use a lot of laws in their scriptures, and some of them use it to keep you in bondage. I'm not saying that's what Jeff or none of them do. I'm just saying they still don't get grace. They might say they do, but they still don't understand the power of grace, what Christ done. We, The law was abolished for the Gentiles, not Israel. See, the law will come back at their hearts in the future. Jeff was right on that, but he tried to put the church there. No. Yes, you can't put the church where Paul said we're circumcised in our hearts with Israel's program, which is a New Testament program. The law will be in their hearts. So he got he put that all together with the church. If that's not confusing enough, I don't know what is. Well, anyway, that the, what wind up being a big issue when it came down to and Paul, uh, uh, not Paul, but Andy left it as this, that we just have a different approach. Andy's approach was, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about his resurrection or whatever like that. He didn't mention the gospel, but that is a gospel. His point was, 
his point was. And I felt I needed to, to make another uh, t- another show just to verify the ending of both of them. Andy's approach is like this. Let's just talk Jesus. Let's talk love. Let's just talk the New Testament and Jesus being the Savior of the world or whatever like that. We don't have to go back and bring all that stuff and start telling people all about the the Old Testament law or whatever like that. That's not for us no more. That's Andy's position. Just position is we need to just break it down, not break it down, but explain to them the cross of Christ and the law and different things, blah, blah, blah. His, he was saying so many things. And then I said, oh, wait a minute. Now, if Andy has got a point there, well, Paul, Jesus told even in the, under the kingdom program, go out and preach the gospel. He told them what to say and do. They must repent be baptizing with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Water for the remission of sins and then they will be filled with the Holy Ghost. They was already under the law. See, that's Israel. They was already under the law. See, but they were supposed to go out to other nations as well and talk to them that. Okay. Even today, I said, God's number one, the Bible says, not me, God's number one will is for all men to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. Now, Andy didn't mention that. I wish he would have mentioned that. You know, that's God's number one will. First Timothy, Timothy 2 and 4. For all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth in that order. Salvation first and then come with the knowledge of the truth. Now, the knowledge of the truth he's talking about is the dispensation of the grace of God, the teachings of Paul. Now, you can also go back and learn the history of what happened in the Old Testament. Yes, do that. But the knowledge of the truth he was talking about was the teachings of Paul. All men to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. See, it's a dispensational. You can look at that and say, well, he's talking about going back to the law. No, he's talking about what Paul is teaching because this is all about what Paul is teaching. Okay? Not the law, not the past because we're not under that. That's not our covenant. Never was Gentiles Israel. Okay? So the knowledge of the truth Paul is talking about is what he's teaching, what Jesus revealed to him to tell the Gentiles. Okay, let's get that straight first. When Paul is talking in Galatians and Philippians and Ephesians and all that, he's talking to mostly Gentiles, other nations, believers, not about the law. Okay, not about the covenants, unless he's just making a point. Illustrating and making a point does not mean that you're saying they're under the covenant. Let me say that again. When you're making an illustration about the law, or an example, that don't mean Paul is telling you that you're under that covenant. This is what you need to do today. Let's get that straight, all right? So that was the confusion with this guy trying to tell Andy. Andy didn't want to get into no big, he was, he was frustrated because that guy wasn't getting it because either he didn't understand it or he just didn't want to. 
And I just felt it was a little bit of both. Anyway, they left off like this approach. Andy's approach is just Jesus and love, didn't people say, and trying to make it plain for his generation. The other guy wanted to bring more. And I think a lot of Calvinists and Lordship Salvation people are like that. They try to teach you what happened in the law that has nothing to do with people today. You run people away. Just tell them about Jesus. If they ask questions, yes. Don't go back to the law. Tell them who Jesus was. Don't start going back to rituals and the law like that. Tell them about the love and what Jesus done, and then everything else comes later. That's what uh, an ambassador today is required to do. Okay, the reason I'm keeping on today, no matter how many scriptures or what they've done in the kingdom program, don't mean that today is not relevant for the day. It's good if you teach them what happened. How to how what how to Israel what Israel have to do, but salvation today has nothing to do with the law. It has nothing to do with what went back then, and that's the difference between Andy and him. So that's why I said I lean more towards Andy. See, but all this that he was he storing, he he kept telling me I read through the Old Testament. He said I teach through the Old Testament, but you got to learn how to separate it. Yes, we need to teach the Old Testament. We need to teach the law for history purposes to understand Israel, what Israel has to go through. We don't apply for us today, okay? And that's what I was getting from Andy. Now, what else Andy teaches, I don't know. What Andy teaches about how to be saved, I don't know. But I, I'm just keeping it basic what they was talking about. So Andy wanted to leave with us. We just have different approach, but I felt the other guy wanted to keep going. He wanted to keep going. And, and I, that's what bothers me when you're talking to a person they come with scriptures and verses. And I don't let that bother me. Why? Because I know the majority of their scriptures are always coming from the Old Testament or they use some of Paul's letters. For example, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. Let me, matter of fact, let me go there. And then I'm going to go. And then I'm going to, because I wanted to, do a little part two on this. Hold on one second. Okay. I want to read the book of Ephesians, what this guy quoted. And he quoted this scripture from the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of Grace, Ephesians 2.11. And it sounds like to me he was trying to make this like Paul was talking about going back to the covenant, which I, it's not in here, no. That's what, uh, when you have a problem. I don't know if Andy caught this or not. I believe he did, but he didn't even want to be bothered with it no more, and I don't blame him. <laughs> but uh, let me read this. This is this guy came to Ephesians, and, and when he read this, Andy said, you just agreeing to what I'm saying. He said, no, no, I'm just disagreeing. And he said, Andy looked confused. I looked confused. I think even the host was confused. Man, where are you going? Well, anyway, this is what this Jeff Burton, I think his name is Red, trying to prove a point. Why did he go here? I have no idea, but he just, he just gave, if it was a, a debate with points, he just gave these points to Andy Stanley because he was basically saying what Andy Stanley was already saying, but he tried to make it like it was a law. This is what he read. 
Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision. Now remember, the uncircumcision is Gentiles, by that which is called the circumcision. Remember when the Bible talks about, in Paul's teachings especially, uncircumcision is uh, circumcision, uncircumcision is Gentiles, which means the nations, and the circumcision is the Jews, okay? All right, 12, that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the country. Now, well, first of all, let me break down this passage. Paul was explaining how the Gentiles used to be. Now, this is the church he's talking to, the body of Christ. This is the church he's talking about. He was explaining how Gentiles was never under the covenants. They was never under the promises, plain and simple. That at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Let me read this again. Wherefore, 11, 2011, wherefore remember that ye been in time past, in the past, in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Let me read it out of the Living Bible. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders, yet you were called uncircumcised by the Jews, heathens by the Jews. You were proud of their, they were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not of their hearts. In other words, they was proud of their traditions. They was proud of their rituals and their covenants, but it never changed their hearts. Okay, that's what it says. All right, now 12, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now, let's, this is what this guy tried to almost seem like he was trying to make it, talking about this had to do with the law. That at that you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Now we read that. I'm gonna tell you what he seemed like he was trying to do. That's what it sounded like to me. When it came to the but now, is I'm like he just saying, but now you are in the covenants. You was afar off now, but by the blood of Christ, you are in the covenants now. That's what it sounded like he was sound like he was trying to say. And I'm looking like, man, where you going with that? No. When it says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. Two covenant, I mean, two promises. The blood of Christ took care of the kingdom program and the body of Christ. The blood of Christ is not, a, not only pertaining to the covenant. Well, Christ died on that cross and was resurrected, which we call the other side of the cross, that took care of everything else going into the dispensation. So when he tried to put this as, but now you that were sometimes far off, let me read out the Living Bible, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Nowhere in this passage, it just says, for now you are in the covenants now. now. Where do you get that from? You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. We read out the Living Bible, and you did not know the covenant promise God made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. 
But now, now this is a but now where he's trying to say you have been united with Christ. He's saying, but now, it's almost like he's saying, but now you are in the covenant. You have been united to Christ by the blood of Christ. See how he just added that in there. That's what this guy done. That's why he seemed like, I don't want to miss say what he was doing. But when he said that, that ain't saying that, man. You're trying too hard. You're trying to push the law into grace. You have grace and you have law. You have covenant. You have grace. We're not under the covenants. We're not under the law. Well, anyway, uh, Andy Stanley left that. We just have a different approach. Andy Stanley just wanted to preach Jesus. His salvation, he wanted to focus more on Jesus, not going back, you know, when the law started and blah, 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 like the other guy wanted to go. That's why I laid him more towards Andy. So that's where it ended off it. They had different approaches to where they witnessed. The guy done a lot of ministry himself and he witnessed, but I believe he wastes a lot of time as well to some people by trying to explain the law and explain everything. Well, you just tell them about Jesus. But some people you need to explain certain things, but keep it in the right dispensation. Keep it under the teachings of Paul, not the law. I'm going to leave you with that. So I just want to get that out there and everything. If he came, who was the winner of this debate? And I hate looking at him like that. I would say uh, for today, under the Grace Program, Andy Stanley was more closer, much closer than this guy from Apologetics for what I got out of this one debate. You can't take anything out of this debate, but that's what I got out of this debate. So I give kudos to Andy Stanley, even though he's not dispensationally teaching it right, but he gets it. He gets it without even knowing that there's a difference between law and grace, and we're not under the law. He understands that he gets it. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I just have to finish off right there. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Until next time, here's Love Out. <laughs>